Plenty of room to sit tonight, whether you believe it or not. We're feeling real blessed right now. Amen. It's an off night, I know. Changes things. People have to work and different things. But I'm thankful that you're here. Amen. Praise God. We have what we call a double portion Wednesday. Amen. Where we pray a double portion on everyone that's come out to the house of the Lord. We pray it tonight on this wonderful Monday night. Amen. That God would touch everybody in this room tonight. Amen. That everything that you touch this week would be blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. God, I pray that you bless the sacrifice tonight. That you bless the effort of the church and the people that have made it out to your house. We're thankful, God. We love you. We love your house. We love your presence. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got a, a lot to read, so I'm going to teach a little bit and read a little bit, so we might do it just a little bit different. So why don't you just go ahead and sit down right now. Amen. Praise God. It's, it's Monday instead of Wednesday, so we can do everything a little bit backwards. Amen. Praise God. But I, the Lord has dealt with me for the last few days, uh, and I thought maybe this weekend I might would preach something along these lines, but this afternoon when I got the call, I knew that the Lord wanted me to preach what I'm going to preach about, amen, and I'm going to preach about the subject of love, amen, praise God. The Bible said, you'll know my disciples by their love one unto another. Amen. You can't hate somebody else and be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Well, I don't care if they gossiped about you. I don't care if they whooped your child. I don't care if they said something mean to you. You got to love everybody. I said, you got to love everybody. It don't matter if they're rich or poor. It don't matter whether you're best friends or not. Amen. you got to love everybody. If they speak your language or not, you still got to love them. Whether they got your culture or not, you still got to love them. Whether their skin looks like your skin or not. You still got to love them. And if you don't, you ain't a disciple of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Why don't everybody clap if you believe the word of God tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I think understanding the word of God, you would have to know that the church has got to be a loving church. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, is so amazing that an entire chapter is written about loving people. Amen. Loving people. Amen. The world ain't going to love their own. They're not going to take care of people. They're not going to try to pick people up that are down. The government ain't here to help people. Social security ain't here to help people. Amen. When you get to the bottom of everything in our world, it's the love and the greed of money. Amen. 
But the church has got to love people. Praise God. You want to see revival break out in your family? Turn it from a hostile home to a loving home. You want your children to respect you? Quit making it a hostile environment and make it a loving environment. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Man, the Bible said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. You know what that means? Though I speak English and I speak in tongues when the Holy Ghost comes upon me. Amen. I speak English and I get lost in the spirit sometimes. But if I do not have charity, that word means love. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. It means like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal just making racket. Praise God. Amen. I don't care how much you speak in tongues. Hey, prayer. I don't care if you walk through the door speaking in tongues. If you ain't got love in your heart, you're just making racket, honey. Come on, I'm going to preach to some people that think they're super spiritual, huh? Amen, you're not super spiritual if you don't love the person on that side of the pew and on that side of the pew and the one in front. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, don't act like you love people in South America and on the mission field when you hate your brother. Boy, it's getting tight, but it sure is right. Don't jump up and down about missionaries telling stories and miracles and people being healed and people being blessed when your own brother gets blessed. Your own sister gets blessed uh, and you almost get aggravated. Well, they got a raise and I didn't. Uh, when they were talking about somebody in Brazil that got a miracle, you were jumping up and down. Oh, I'm going to preach to the church tonight. Uh, hey, I don't want to just be a bunch of racket. Uh, I want to do the work of God. Hallelujah. He said, and though I have the gift of prophecy. Uh-oh. Amen. I got the gift of prophecy. And I understand all mysteries and all knowledge. Just come tell me your dreams. I can tell you exactly what it means. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and yet I don't love people. Oh, don't you know who I am? I don't care who you are. I want to know how you treat people. Don't prophesy to me if you don't love me. Don't give me a word from God if you hate me. I want somebody who's got a burden for my soul to give me the word. Ah, yes, Lord. 
Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, he's talking about though I give the greatest sacrifice. Don't you know how much money I give? And don't you know everything that I do for the church? And don't you know all the stuff that I give and I, I give everything? Well, do you have love? Are you doing it with a bad spirit? Are you doing it because you love God and you love his people? They came to visit Solomon. They said, happy are thy servants. Praise God. You know what we want around here? We want happy singers. We want happy musicians. We want happy service starters. We want happy preachers. We want happy saints. Uh, we want happy young people. We want happy old people. We want happy young couples. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. What are you preaching about? I'm preaching about you're not going to be effective in the kingdom of God until you get love in your heart. The Bible said charity or love suffereth long and is kind. It envieth not. Let me tell you, when you envy somebody, you're operating 180 out of what you ought to be. Well, I'll amen myself now. Amen, preacher. That's good preaching. Amen. Love is not envious. Woo. Boy, I hit a brick wall right there. I think I might just stop and climb it. Love is not envious. Love is not envious of somebody else getting a new car or a new house or some new shoes or a new suit love is not envy well praise God boy this is going over amen like roadkill soup I'm going to go against your flesh because I want to see revival happen in hot springs you know what's going to happen is when everybody loves everybody and people walk through the door and they feel the love of God in this house and they don't feel strife and they don't feel friction but they uh, charity or love vaunteth not itself you know what that means Love ain't don't want attention. That's the spirit of Lucifer. Boy, it's getting quieter the longer I go. The spirit of Lucifer is I want to be lifted up. But the spirit of love says it does not vaunt itself. If they don't let me sing, I'm going to quit the church. If they don't let me play Brother Billy's, I'm going to quit the church. 
Well, you've already quit, honey. You're just still sitting there. Some people's already quit. They don't even know it. I come to preach to you. You need to get love in your spirit. Well, praise God. Amen. I don't like that my four no more. Praise God. I rebuke that spirit. I said I rebuke that spirit. Somebody else comes along and can start service, and that's my job, and I'm going to get mad. Not even happy that God brought somebody to the church. That's little people's what that is. You know what you ought to do? You ought to wake up and humble yourself before the mighty God every day of your life. God, I'm thankful you allowed me to walk through the doors one more time. Woo. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It doth not behave itself unseemly. That means indecent. Praise God. There's no, there's no room for indecency in the church. Come on, parents. When I start preaching holiness, and when I preach girls ought to cover themselves up, boys ought to cover themselves up. Don't you hold back on me. Don't you sit down on me when I'm preaching love to this church. Love is not unseemly. It's not indecent. Hollywood is not love. That's filth is what that is. Disney is not love. Disney is filth is what that is. Holiness. Well, I don't like it when they preach holiness. Well, I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. That's love is what that is. My Lord. Praise God. The Bible said it seeketh not her own. Love doesn't seek its own. Praise God. Let me tell you, when it's all about you, and it's all about you and what you get to do. And, and, and every conversation you have with people, it's all about you. Well, the preacher didn't shake my hand. He didn't text me this week. He didn't call me when I missed church. Sometimes I don't call you. Sometimes I call on your father. And I say, get him, father. <laughs> well, nobody jumped up and ran the aisles right then. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Love is not easily provoked. If they say one more word to me, I'm fixing to go off. It's because you ain't got no love in your spirit. You're full of hatred. 
you're almost going under. Love is not easily provoked. Amen. Oh, yeah. You can say something to somebody that's full of love, and they'll say, well, bless you. I hate it you feel like that, but I'll be praying for you. Somebody that ain't got no love, they go stomping out the door, texting the pastor what everybody did to Hey, I'm trying to preach some love into some people. I'm trying to make it where we can have revival. You know where revival starts? In your home. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Love thinketh no evil. Amen. Why you We shouldn't just think evil of people. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Praise God. Rejoice when, when, when truth is preached. We don't rejoice when somebody falls. We don't rejoice when people make mistakes. That's not love. Love is when you rejoice when somebody gets a hold of truth. Starts making changes in their life. Somebody gets committed to prayer. Somebody gets the garbage out of their home. That's what love rejoices over. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm going to preach in just a minute, but they didn't sing very long. Amen. Love beareth all things. Amen. It believeth all things. Love hopeth all things. And it endureth all things. Amen. Amen. People that are full of love, they've got some, I don't know what you call it, just some, they've got some strength that, they just, they just hang on. They, they endure things. And if you're here for the fishes and loaves, I'm going to tell you, there'll be a day when the fish and loaves run out in your life. You, you can't stay here for, for the blessing. You got to stay here because you love God. You got to build a relationship with God. You got to get a prayer life. Uh, help me, God. The Bible said, charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Or that means they shall cease. Amen. Prophecy is not necessarily foretelling, but it, it could be. But it's telling the word of God based upon uh, some divine knowledge. God gives you a, a word, gives you... A, uh, something you wouldn't know without God's help. Amen. That's what prophecy is. It's speaking the word of God. Amen. But the Bible says even uh, the ability to speak the word of God may fail. Amen. It says even tongues shall cease. Amen. Whether there's knowledge, it shall vanish away. Amen. That means when you get old, you forget stuff. You can't remember people's names. 
Can I get some older folks to say amen? Help me out right now. Amen. Praise God. Knowledge will fail. But the Bible said charity don't fail. If you're four years old or 400 years old. Love works every time. Amen. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Go down to the 11th verse. I, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Amen. But when I became a man, isn't this powerful? I put away childish things. Praise God. That means when you're 40, you ain't supposed to be playing Xbox all night. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Praise God. Put up your Tonka toys and learn a trade. Put up your baby dolls and... Praise God. Well, man, I can't wait till I'm finished. Praise God. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then when Jesus comes, we're going to see him face to face. Now I know in part, I know just a little bit. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith. Everybody say faith. Everybody say hope. And charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. It's love. Praise God. If you can get love down in your spirit for people. Let me tell you about life. Life will make you start hating people. If enough people pull out in front of you, you'll hate every car that goes down the road. If enough people tell you a lie, you'll assume everybody's a liar. And you know what? You'll stop up your own well. You know what? I'm going to love everybody. Well, praise God. This is what the writer said. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. You know what the one that's prophesying is doing? He's operating in love. Praise God. And this is what the writer is telling us to do. Is that you need to operate in a manner where people feel loved. And you can help other people. Even in the choosing of spiritual gifts. The writer Paul is telling us you ought to do the one that makes people feel loved. Well, I I want to be able to do the one that can see the future. Well, I want to be the one 
when somebody walks in and they feel heavy weights upon them, I want to be able to speak the word of God to them and say, I was right where you're at. And God brought me out. Uh, and watch faith arise in them. Uh, hallelujah. He said, I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. What he was saying is, if there's a tongues and interpretation, praise God. But if there was not an interpretation, he's saying, Instead of you be using that gift, it may be happier if God would speak English through you. Well, praise God. Where God would speak a word of wisdom to you where you could encourage somebody. Yeah, well, boy, boy, this could really be misunderstood. But I'm telling you what the writer is saying. I want to be used today in a way that people feel loved because when people feel loved they'll get connected when people don't feel loved they get disconnected hey well hallelujah and this is what I want to preach to you from this title will you love them praise God Will you love them? Will you love them? If you do, the church we're building is not going to be big enough. I'm telling when you get it down in your spirit, uh, Jesus operated in love. Everything that Jesus did was based upon love. He was the most successful teacher there ever has been. He taught thousands of people at a time with no buildings, no air conditioners, no wonderful praise and worship team, no strobe lights, no fog machines. You know how he got people to sit down and listen to him? They felt the love. How can I get a Bible study, Pastor? I'll tell you how. Let somebody feel love from you. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, when somebody feels love, they'll open up to you. It's amazing what would happen in the kingdom of God if we just made everybody we ran into every day feel loved. The history of Jesus is love. He left heaven, manifested himself in the flesh, and gave his life for the sins of many. What caused him to do that? Any idea? Love. 
Praise God. Only one person answered that question. I might have to go back to page one. What caused him to hang on a cross and give his life? It was love. What made him walk through cities and lay hands on lepers and the lame and the blind and the deaf? Was it because he wanted to be the pastor of the biggest church in Jerusalem? What was it? Five people know that. Let me tell you. This is how you know it was love. Because a lot of times he would say, don't go tell anybody what I just did. Praise God. Can you imagine a preacher laying his hands on the blind and, <laughs> and their eyes open? He, <laughs> he'd be doing a photo shoot with them. They'd make a hashtag. The blind healer. God ain't going to use that. That's why God shut down all the healing preachers. What's getting quiet all of a sudden? When it becomes about the preacher, it ain't going to happen no more. But when you do something because you love somebody. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you pray right now? God, touch my spirit. God, help me right now. Speak to me, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Love is not puffed up. You hear me? It's not puffed up. Love can, somebody could tell them, hey man, you blessed me today. I appreciate that. And they would still stay humble. Praise God. Maybe I preach like this. Love. You could put your hands on somebody and they become healed. And you would know in your spirit, it ain't in me. It's God. The people. Hey. You want to be used to God? Get rid of that old prideful spirit that wants to make a name for itself. Get the spirit, God. I want to. I want you to use me. God, put it in my spirit. God, give me a greater love for people. Well, it's getting quiet, but I'm going to keep on preaching. Hallelujah. His life, his ministry was loving people. Everything he did, he didn't build him a house because he... Love people. He didn't have time to build his own house. He didn't have a Fred Flintstone's car. He didn't have time for all that. Because he loved people. Everything that he did was based upon love. 
And when he began to preach, repent or you will all likewise perish. You know what he was doing? He was operating in love. See, what the world calls hate speech is really love speech. Well, when he walked into the temple that day and he turned over the tables of the money changers, you think he did it because he hated them? No, he did it because he loved them. Sometimes people get so far off track that God has to come in and turn everything upside down. Well, praise God. I don't know why God allowed it to happen to me. Let me preach to you. Because he loves you. The Bible said it's the goodness of God that leadeth men unto repentance. Let me tell you what it was that led me to repentance. It was a, a negative sign on my bank account. You know the dash? Y'all may not have ever seen one of them. But mine had a dash. And the dash got bigger and bigger until they come and took my house. They come and took all my trucking company, took my lawnmower, my weed eater. I can't believe God would do that to me. I thank God that one day he got my attention. Boy, you need to figure it out. And when he got my attention, uh, I went running to the altar uh, and threw up my hands uh, and said, God, I need you. Boy, I feel like preaching. Get out of your depression. Get out of the molly grubs. It's probably just God trying to pull you up to a new level. How did you learn how to pray? I'll tell you how you learn how to pray. You go through the fire. You don't go to Bible college and they teach you how to pray. We don't sit down and memorize prayer. What happens is you get a thorn in your side. <laughs> and you used to walk around and say, I love you, Jesus. You've been good to me, Jesus. And all of a sudden you get a burr under your saddle. And you can't fix it anymore. All of a sudden you go to prayer 101. God, if you don't do something, I can't make it any longer. God, I got to have you. God, I need you. I'm not going to stop until you bless. Come on, I'm preaching to the church right now. 
We love to hear the stories of missionaries tell great things, amazing miracles. Brother Alviar was standing there one day and two bandits come up, pull guns on him, going to kill him. And he says uh, something like this. Have you ever shot an angel before? And I may be mixing up the stories, but they, I think one of them got the Holy Ghost out of the deal. Another time they stole his vehicle, took off, and every time they would grab the door handle, he would shock them. Hey, you got to get your car stolen every now and then to get a story like that. You want a testimony? Quit complaining about the test and just love God through it all. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you pray right now? God, put love in my spirit. God, let me be a loving person. Take the venom out of me. Come on, church, help me pray right now. Take the bitterness out of me, God. Take the envy out of me, God. I want to be used of you. Hey, Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible said he chastens, chastens the ones that he loves. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> it was hard when you're seven years old. And your mama's whooping you. She says, son, I'm doing this because I love you. It's just your, your little seven-year-old brain don't. Well, why you got that switch after me? If you love me. When your daddy pulls out a big old belt and starts busting you high. And he says, son, I'm doing this because you were supposed to be home at midnight. And you weren't supposed to smell like you smell. <laughs> and I love you and I'm going to teach you something. It's hard to understand what love is when you. And some people come to church and you've been in church 30 years and you still ain't figured out what love is. Woo, Hallelujah. Praise God. When God chastens his people that he loves, don't you know he's doing it because he wants to change something in you? Don't you know when you run into a brick wall? I'm telling you, when you, you know when it's God. You know when it's dumb. But you know when it's God too. You know when you've been doing right and you feel like you're trying everything and it still seems like you're being told you're going into the furnace. 
I'm telling you, God wants to get some things deep out of your spirit. I'm telling you, if the rapture happens tonight and you got bitterness in your spirit, I can't help pull you on. You got adultery in your spirit tonight. I can't pull you all the way. You got hatred in your heart. I can't pull you all the way. All I can do is preach tonight and pray that you search your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes it's direction that's very direct. Sometimes it's steps that need to be taken, changes that need to be taken that are seem almost to you that are rough and aggressive. I tell you, at all cost, we have to make heaven. And at all cost, we've got to avoid hell. Amen. Don't, don't just change the things that people see. Change the things that God sees. Amen. We've all been hurt. We're all getting hurt. We're all going to get hurt. Praise God. You can't let hurt in this world change you from a lovable to a hateful. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. But love is showing somebody how to be saved. Praise God. Love is not giving a drug addict five more dollars to continue his lifestyle. Some people think they're real holy when they roll down the window and give ten dollars to the guy with a cardboard sign. Let me tell you all you did is you took your money and bought some Marlboros or some fentanyl or a few more pills. What you need to do is give them a Bible study. What you need to do is give them some prayer on your knees. God, I want you to get a hold of that man tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. 1 John 4 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Praise God. Boy, I'm happy right now. You know, when you love people, that's straight out of heaven. When you're kind to people, that's like right from the street of gold. It's of God. When you give people the cold shoulder, that ain't from the street of gold. I could tell you, but you might would think I was cussing. It ain't where I'm going. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not 
knoweth not God, for God is love. Praise God. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Well, what we're doing, we're reading the Bible right now. Because <laughs> I don't know. So let's just, let's just, I think God may know. In this was manifested the love of God toward who? Us. Everybody say toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. He's saying, let me tell you what love is. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Everybody say, God is love. Did you know that everything that Jesus was on this earth, when he left, we became the representatives? He said, Jesus Again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. Everybody say, Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then you get in Matthew and he said, ye are the light of the world. When he shows up, he says, I'm the light. When he's getting ready to leave, he says, you're the light. The Bible says, God is love. And now that he ain't walking around, guess who is love? Boy, if this is a pop quiz, y'all go all the way back through this class. Praise God. Do you get what I'm preaching about? Everything that he was, he handed the baton off to us, and we have to become what he was. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. Matter of fact, love is the very first fruit of the Spirit that is mentioned. But I want to go one step further. Love should be the fuel for the gifts of the Spirit. One clap, two clap, three clap, four. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. But listen to me. It should be the fuel of the gifts of the Spirit. We don't want people operating in the gifts that don't love people. If you don't love people, you're going to destroy people. Tell you, if you... You're using the gifts. You ought to pray every day, God, put love in my spirit. Praise God. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to turn the page. John 8 and 1. Can you put that up there, Brother Daniel? Amen. Thank God for Brother Daniel Seeley. Praise God. Great help to this church. John 8 and 1. 
The Bible said Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down, and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Let me tell you, if you're talking about somebody, God is not going to listen to you. Whoa, what a revelation. Okay, I'll keep reading. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Praise God. Let me tell you, you don't want to get into the stone casting business. Because you'll get buried quick. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest. Ain't it funny? The older you get, it seems like the smarter you get. <laughs> Even, or it should be. Even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Let me tell you what love is. First of all, when you don't let people kill your brother. Praise God. When you know somebody's messed up, you don't let other people stone them. Oh, I feel Jesus in this house right now. (laughs) Praise God. You know, you ought to just consider yourself lest you fall. Let me tell you, when you get into the finger pointing business, You start accusing people. God's got a way of turning everything around. And they start doing background checks on you. We're not in the background business. You know what? We're in the present ground business. I want to know where you're living right now. This is love. He defended her. Number two, he did not condemn her. And number three, he taught her, don't do that again. Well, praise God. Love don't just say, no, and hide everything. See, you can cover your children's mistakes until they're 
40 years old and they end up in prison because they never got in trouble. Love is you, you don't let everybody else destroy them. Praise God. It's normally better than this. If you're a guest tonight, a lot of times it's better than this. <laughs> but I'm plowing slow tonight. Love is you protect them from everybody else. Let me tell you, it ain't anybody else's business to straighten up other people's kids, husbands, wives. Well, praise God. And it ain't even your job to be the pastor. Yes, whose job that is, that's my job. But love protected her, defended her. And then when all the accusers was gone, love said, I'm not going to condemn you. But you can't do this no more. No. See, parents, the, the mama bear, she understands how to protect. When people are accusing, <laughs> I know that firsthand, boy. Praise God. Uh, I pastor a bear colony. <laughs> colony of, amen. Mama bears, and there's some papa bears. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Protect them. That's fine. But at the end of the day, she wasn't without sin. She wasn't innocent. There's got to be a time where the love says, I'm not going to condemn you. You can't do that no more. You, well, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm going to preach what I came to preach now since I, since I put y'all to sleep. You think we can love people? Praise God. Amen. When people have made terrible mistakes, terrible mistakes, when people have messed up, I hope they could walk through the doors and find a forgiving, loving, open arm, church full of people. We're not here to put our finger on nobody. We're here to grab people by the hand and say, come on. I we can make it. Hallelujah. All right. I got a note that says go back to page seven. So I'm going to tell my story on page seven. Then I'm going to quit and I'm done. Praise God. Amen. God, work on my spirit. I'm going to do this just to give you hope, okay? Just to build your faith. Amen. I don't need that anyway. Amen. I've told this church many times, I'm half Moats, half Eddie. Some of y'all understand part of that now. Praise God. Amen. I, this is who I am. I'm a half smart aleck, half hot temper. And you, don't, you, you, you want me to pray. You want a praying pastor. Amen. Guess what I do every day? I pray it right out of my spirit. God, help me today. Amen. Praise God.
God let me love people. Everybody loved my dad to death. My dad was the biggest smart aleck. And he was so smart, he could, he could chew you out, and you didn't even know you was chewed. <laughs> he used words that big. Anyway, so my problem is your problem. Is I, I need to learn how to love people. Just like you need to learn how to love people. I wasn't pointing at you, Sister Ashley. My hand just went like that. Let me do it like this. Y'all need to learn to love people. Amen. Praise God. Let me do it like, hang on, hang on. Let us do it like this. Y'all need to love. So anyway, you know, things in the world aren't temptations to me per se. I'm just, but I've got my own problems. And one of them is I'm a smart aleck and, and different things. So anyway, several months ago I was praying and I'd prayed all the moats completely out of my spirit that morning. It was beautiful. And all the Eddie was gone. It was just like, I was, I don't know what my last name was at that moment. Maybe like Angel or something. And anyway, I was praying. It, it, it was like I went into a vision. And I... And I could see a church, and it wasn't this church. Y'all don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I was, it was a big building. I don't know if it's the one we're building right now or the one we're going to build after that. There was a tremendous, huge building. There was a sea of people. And y'all were there. I seen your faces. Seen other people that I knew people I'd worked on there was people I didn't know it was a sea of people and they were in the church and they were worshiping God and they were lifting their hands and it was like one of them special times when the spirit just flows and, and it was just like wow this is beautiful and I was sitting I think I was right here and I was praying and the voice spoke to me when I looked at the faces and it said Will you love them? Praise God. What was I to say? Of course. But you're going to work on me. And, it and I've held that in my spirit. And I ain't told anybody about the sea of people that I saw in the vision. Well... This man called me last week. Man that watches our service, loves our church, loves what he feels, loves the love that he feels. He even feels loved on the internet. He said, hey, can you come down to where I work? So I went down to where he, where he works, and he opened up his pocket, pulled out $112. He said, this is for Psalms 112, and I'm going to do this every week. As seed money, because I want to invest in what you're doing in this city. And then there was this lady sitting there. She said, I need to tell you a story. So tell me a story. I was feeling good. I had $112 in my front pocket. He's got, I got all day for handing money. I can just sit there. Praise God, I'm here to help. I'm building a church. I thought I just bought 10 tuba sixes. 
She said, let me tell you a story. One time, I, years ago, she said, I wanted to go to that big church up there where y'all came from. I wanted to see what it looked like. And uh, she said, so I went to a service up there. She said, I went to the side and I sat down by an old lady. And the old lady started talking to me. She said, well, where are you from, ma'am? And this lady that told me the story said, well, I'm from Hot Springs. And the old lady said, well, ain't that amazing? She said, I just had a dream about Hot Springs. This was years ago. She said, I just had a dream about Hot Springs. Let me tell you about my dream. She said, I was sitting in this tremendously large church, and there was a sea of people. This lady starts telling me this, and my hair starts standing up on my neck. She said, in this dream, I was in a large church, and there was just a sea of people. And the people had their hands, and they were praising God. People from all over were worshiping God. And it was so sweet and pure in my dream. I said, God, I want to be a part of this. Where is this at? And the Lord spoke to her in the dream said, this is in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And the old lady said, you know what we're about to do? We're about to start looking for property down there to start a church. She said, you know who it was? I thought, I think I know who it was. She said, it was the elder Holmes' mama. She said, it was a sea of people. And all I could see was my vision of a sea of people. And God saying, will you love them? I got a question for Calvary Pentecostal Church. Will you love them? Come on, in the name of Jesus. Everybody in this house, lift your hands right now. Come on, I feel God in this place in a special way. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Come on, lift up your voice right now. I feel something prophetic coming into existence in this place. God's wanting to use people in this building. Come on, church. I done preach what it means to love. I preached the whole 13th chapter. Now I want to ask, will you love them? Come on, it ain't love if it's hatred in there. It ain't love if it's envy in there. It ain't love if it's puffed up. 
Come on, I feel revival coming. I feel miracles coming. I feel restoration coming. I feel strength coming. Come on, I want everybody in this building to pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. That's when the cleansing happens. That's where cleansing happens. How do your belly shall flow? Flow, rivers. Woo. There's somebody going to spark a revival. Uh, somebody that gets on the altar is going to spark a revival. Come on, everybody in the house, begin to seek the Holy Ghost right now. Seek that cleansing power. Come on, God's going to do wonderful things. Come on, he's got big things in mind.